the limited amount of time that I have, I'm going to discuss some of the fundamentals of Guru Rahu, as we just heard from Rav Gottlieb Shlita, Postal and Fort Aksanya. Rav Gottlieb Shlita, as you know, is a significant Talmud Chacham, who has helped build a new kahil over here in the Holy Land, and we are very proud of him. And get to IVF a little bit, uh, and again, in the time that's allotted. So Peru Rav was a mitzvah with Arisa, it's actually the first mitzvah in the Torah. And uh, the Minchas Chinuch has a particular point of view, which he says that the mitzvah is fulfilled when a boy and a girl are actually born. And he has all kinds of questions based upon that presumption. And I don't have the time to go into every last detail, just because I know that assumption leads to all kinds of problems. And the counterpoint is that the whole assumption is not true. That the mitzvah of Purubu, which is incumbent upon every man, those who learned Rashi in last week's parasha, Purubu Chivshua, Rashi in the space of the Gemara, the man is obligated, the woman is not obligated. So Rashi um, says that for the Gemara. And the man's obligation is to get married and to be intimate with his wife at regular intervals prescribed in the Gemara Masat Tzubas. So it's a Siamak Sumus yesterday, today, so it's appropriate to talk about that now. And that's what he has to do. Will he have the boy and the girl, which is as the Mishnah discusses? Oh, Shekin, oh, Shalom. That's not, unless you go to IVF and PGD, uh, which is a more recent uh, invention. The gender of the of the child is determined only by Kodesh Baruch person can... <coughs> We attempt to uh, to fulfill Puruhu in the sense of having a boy and a girl and fail. He can have ten boys or ten girls. He still hasn't quote unquote fulfilled Puruhu from the perspective of his being discharged from the obligation. You now did it, you're partner from doing it anymore. You have a boy and a girl. He tried. Ten boys had ten girls. No boys and no girls. Also happens. He tried. After 120 years, they asked him for a sakti of a It's one of the first questions they asked him. Yes, a sakti. I tried all these years. It just didn't work. Or oh, I tried. I only had boys. I only had girls. He has a clean slate in Shemai. He did he, a sakti. He did what he had to do. That's the mitzvah that a person does. That's what he performs. Having a boy and having a girl, that's true. Once you have a boy and a girl, you are no longer obligated to continue having children from the perspective of Puru that's all it means. That's all it means. Nothing more than that. Did you fulfill, not fulfill the mitzvah? <coughs> to come to Shemayim? A totally different story. Different story about the best proof. The Gemara has a situation where somebody is not Jewish and has children, a boy and a girl, and converts. So the Gemara says, no longer is required to have children. So all the Mephoshim is, wait a minute, there's a general rule. The person fulfills the mitzvah at a time that he's positive in the mitzvah, it doesn't count. The person had matzah, he wasn't the same mind, let's eat it again. He's not obligated. That's his kasha. The answer is, they're two different things. Whether you have a mitzvah, is one thing, and you get brownie points from Shemayim, that's one issue. And number two, I've been discharged the obligation of having another, having more children. It's a totally separate issue. This fellow did the mitzvah when he was not Jewish, no? Okay, but he's discharged. He has a boy. He has a girl, and that's, that suffices. It's, it's very important to understand. I know it's counted to the first 
We may have learned the Menachas Chinuch, but that's what's Parsha. So you know about I hate to go against it, but it seems to me that we have to go that way. Otherwise, it's a, it's a major problem. I'll give another example. A person has a boy and a girl. Rahman al-Islam, one of the children dies. <coughs> he has to, has to try again. What if that child had a child? So the Gemara has a promise. It's Potter. What does that mean? You fulfill the mitzvah by a surrogate? It's a bad word to use in this context. Someone else had a, had a child. Your child had a child. And nothing. Exempts you? The answer is yeah. You didn't do anything. You did nothing. The child did it for you. But it counts on your, on your calculus. And therefore you, you were totally passive. You're passive. Imagine Khalila. Man is a boy and a girl, one of them, one of them passes away. Now he's bereft. He's not veilless, he has no mitzvah. Right? But and meanwhile, his, let's say his lost son and his daughter in law gives birth to a child. It's <laughs> nothing to do with him. If that child is born, he's now, he's now butler. So we see the two different things. It's your obligation, what you have to do, and then when you are, dis- to give the expression, discharge. You know, an honorable discharge. You have, have a boy and a girl, now you're no longer obligated. Do you have a Bigger mitzvah, Kevin Morton, a boy and a girl, absolutely. Lush in the mission of the Sephardic Mothers. But Yevatal Adam in Piri of Arabia, Elam Kenesh of Bonin, Basilis of Zark on the Kaiba. Means, but Yevatal Adam in Piri of Arabia means, yes, you still have the opportunity to do Piri of Arabia by having more children. Every child born is another fulfillment of Piri of Arabia. It's no obligation. You did it. More, to give the comparison. My Rebbe used to say, once spoke about it, I think it would be even here. Uh, uh, the Maral already said it. First, it's a Kazayat Matzah on, 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 on Seder night. The Rabbi's Lashon is, Misha'ok al Kazayat Yatzah. So you have another more, even more. It's a bigger mitzvah. I'm giving you a way of a far reaching example. But you have another child, it's a much bigger mitzvah than a Kazayat Matzah. Don't compare the two. No comparison. Even costs more. Even the, even the, the Shmur Matzah. <laughs> we'll get to that later if we have time. Okay, fine. Now, so this is again not what the Minchas says. It's a totally different understanding. Fine. Now, so let's talk a little bit about, a little bit now about IVF or the equivalent which existed in the time of Chazal. It's fascinating. On the first page of Shulchan Aruch, page one, page one, the Shmur quotes, Maybe it's page two, depending on which edition you have. It's, it's Simon Alice of Cotton Yud. What happens? Ishashin is Abba Beambati. Now, whether it ever happened in ancient times, I can't tell you. And they say that the woman was in a bath and there was some zera floating around from some anonymous man, and somehow she became pregnant. I don't think it's possible medically, but whatever. We have all the theoretical things which, which uh, the ancients uh, would speak about. As the father, his biological father, has discharged his obligation. Let's say, oh, she has twins. Where did it go from this one? <laughs> to the father who had, what? What? Mitzvah Strichos Kavona. This guy did an Amera, what he did in, in, in the bath there somewhere. That's, that was the Mitzvah. As mostly there in the bath. It's an Amera. A serious Amera. Is it the Mitzvah? The Mitzvah above Amera? The answer is he has no. The thing in Ghana is going to get a Mitzvah points for this. Khalil the Bakash are very points. Meanwhile, if, if it's determined, please find the seat. If it's determined that he is the biological father, and they do a DNA test, it comes to the Rebbe, it comes to a person. 
have a chiv approval? No! You have a boy and a girl, and Gamarno. Even though he had a very points, not missed points, but the de facto, there's a boy and a girl in this world because of you. So that's why you no longer have to have um, a boy and a girl any, anymore. That's it. Finished. <coughs> Finished. This is such an important point in Space Shmuel. I say it more than once because there are certain posts in I kidnap who still are worried is the Beis right or is the Beis wrong? Because there are those who disagree. And I say, it doesn't matter. The Beis is halacha psuka. We pass like him, a child born from your zera is your child, the chol I know there are, there are dissenting views. Forget about it. Put them out of your mind. Why am I saying this? There was a fellow, Talmud of Yeshiva, and they weren't able to have children in a, in a normal way. And they had children from the Zera of the Baal and the and the and the, and the, and the woman's the, they had the child not in a normal way and a certain Rebbe said to him you know as a question is it really your child I was going, going crazy I said, the Rebbe is a going on look he knows all the but the mice I'm telling you we practice the Meshmore is your child don't even think twice about it stop it or not came back me four times no you are child of Chalat Hashem. We pass on Allah of Tzuka, and that's very important to to realize. Be a coin. Be a coin. Absolutely. Now, what will happen in the Gemara's case? Truly said, if a uh, a non-Jew, a non-Jewish man, <laughs> a non-Jewish woman. They again, they're married. They have, a, they have a boy and a girl. Then he converts. He's no longer obligated. What happens in the situation of the Gemara where there's an Ebed? An Ebed? Ebed can I ever have it nowadays? Right? No. Ebed Elochais. Elochais. What does that mean? When it comes to a non Jew, Torah explains, Zara Meyuchas Akrov. At that moment in time, as the Gemara tells us in the Kiddushin, there is a halachic connection between father and son in the non-Jewish world. So it's potter. Potter. Now, however, he's an Evid, and he has no connection to his children. And therefore, no, he would have to have children going forward. Fine. Now, the following case. A non-Jew, and this is very sad to talk about, a very sad story, but it exists sadly, I won't say how many times it exists nowadays, a non-Jewish man is, quote, married to a Jewish woman. Quote. That's not a valid marriage, obviously. And they have a child. <laughs> How many thousands of times has this repeated itself in the recent decade? I mean, it's a, it's a tragedy, but it's a reality. Says the Menchah Sinuch, no proof Ein zara meyuchas achrav. That's it. Ein zara meyuchas achrav. This is, we're talking about if he was misguided, the question is whether... Yeah, that's it. And then he's misguided after. And he was so misguided. It's no. That's ironic. Had the guy lived with a Goyesha woman and had a boy and a girl, he'd be off the hook. Now they live with a Jewish woman. He's, oh, it's from her. They live with a Jewish woman. <laughs> They're not. Because there's no halakhic connection between father and child. Father and child. So to us, a guy lives with a shivcha, also not good. 
What about a Yisrael who has a child from also from a non-Jewish woman? Again, you want to cry, but exists who knows how many times in, in America, at least where I come from? No. There's no connection. There's no connection. Finished. Now, here we come to our, an IVF question. I have to admit it. I'm talking in real life. That they get married, everything's fine at hand until they find out after the marriage that the woman has no eggs, or the eggs don't work. They want to have a family. So we have this, this beautiful thing called IVF, a donor egg, and to a donor egg, they're able to have a child. Fine. But I'm told this in the headlines now. Who is the mother? Is the mother the genetic mother? Or is the mother the one who gave birth to the child? Right, to the newspapers. Okay, so it's talking about current events. This was not pre-planned when, uh, when I agreed to talk about this, this type of topic. It's okay. So there are differing opinions, of course, among the post And I'm not going to give you... Uh, I have a piece about it in my safer, but I'm not going to go into it in great detail now. Uh, my view is, again, when I say my view, it's just a little me suggesting a particular direction to go in, but uh, people ten times, a million times, where they on both sides of this of this issue. I thought, and I have a bit of a right from the Gemara Sefer but again, time is not allowed to go into it right now. I thought that really the genetic mother is the mother. Uh, I, I won't quote myself. I'll quote a man. His name is Rabbi Shlomo Amar. Heard the name? Heard the name? Chief Rabbi. Heard the name? Chief Rabbi. He came to YU, it was just before COVID, if I'm not mistaken. It was just before. He gave a, a, a rousing sheer. He was a thousand percent convinced that the genetic mother is the mother, and the host mother is just an incubator. He said, Rabbi Yashif held that way. It's not even a question. Such an individual, um, in the case of, for example, of surrogacy, which is the flip side, if a woman um, was born with a Jewish egg, but she couldn't carry the child, and the surrogate mother, let's say, was not Jewish, for argument's sake, he writes, not a question, the child is Jewish, and could even marry a coin, no need to do any Geras Lechumra, oh, he was fired. Whenever I get these questions, I say, go to Rabbi Amar, I'll write you a children. And done. That's it. I sent to Rabbi Amar. That's why I sent anyone who has Now, on the other hand, much more common case in our world is the other way around. The other way around. Don't array, which is often not Jewish. I'll tell you a great vignette in the River del Mikva. A few River Delians are here. In the River del Mikva, once on a Sunday morning, we had two of these situations. Two. One, where they had with even twins, if I recall correctly, twins um, with a surrogate. And the other was one child born IVF with a non-Jewish donor. And we did Garrett and both of them the same day. I was the third time. You were, you were there that day? At least there was one day. You asked me if you did the third time. If we had these I two remember, stories... I remember one case. Okay, then it wasn't the same day. If we, had, if we had two in the same day in opposite directions, that happened, I think, once in my history. <laughs> once. So, so what are the chances of that happening on the same day? Anyway, so... So if you're looking for a surrogate mother, should it be a, a Jewish woman? Or so again, again, if you ask me, personally, my personal view, it doesn't matter who you get. 
It's very hard to find a surrogate. Much easier to find an egg than to find a surrogate. Let me tell you that. That's cheaper. To me, it doesn't matter. But if you want to be l'cholateis, find a Jewish surrogate. It may cost you more money, maybe harder to find. It's also there are lach issues. Some want to suggest if the surrogate mother is a, is a married woman, there's all kinds of problems. So you're quoting the famous fight, which the postman from the they quote the same source. There's a there is a uh, everyone knows the story of of of, uh, of Dina. Everyone knows. Achayol Vas quote Dina. So Rashi quotes from Chazal. Really, what happened was that. Leah was pregnant with another boy. And somehow by a miracle, the boy turned into a girl, and, and, and Yosef was born. That's an that's a unbelievable miracle. Unbelievable. But there's a better, bigger miracle in a different source of Chazal. And actually, for those who pay attention, we all say it on Rosh Hashanah. I don't know if you have any marks. So let me put them away. So we all say it. So. I think we skipped this one. You skipped that one? Oh. We're not going to skip Rabbi Lazar Akhalia's recipes. So there he writes over there a, a totally different version, which is, listen carefully, that is mind bottle. It's all mind bottle. So what's the difference? How, how, how much your mind is bottled? Either way, it's bottled. That's what you're referring to that, that Rachel was pregnant. With Dina, and Leah was pregnant with Yosef. That's how the Kaliri ends. Siluf Dina be Yosef lahanchos. Hufa Uba be Betanachos. That's a Torah. Achos lahanchos. It was a switch. Switcheroo. All right. So now wait a minute. So which way? So which way does that indicate? On a simple level, it indicates the birth mother. We all know Yosef is Rachel's son. And Dina is Leah's daughter. You don't know that. Well, do we? Is it really true? It's another Rashi. Rashi in Parshas Ayigash, if I'm not mistaken, that Shimon married Dina. Shimon married Dina? Shimon married Dina? Even before the Torah was given, B'nai Noach, the brother came marry his sister. So what did the Bible of the say? Oh, only half, half brother says the same father, different mother. Different mothers, Leah gave birth to both of them. Oh. It was Rachel's ex. The same story is one do opposite directions as a proof. So I'm not going to I can't be. I have a different rap from the and your but no time for that. Fine. So uh, that's my particular. So now that's, that's what I'm right for the moment. Leave me out. Rabbi Amar is right. And Rabbi Yoshin, as he's supported by Rabbi Amar, Rabbi Sherman, and Rabbi Abraham Sherman. He told me that Rabbi Yosha says that he can marry the same. He told me word for word. He was very close to Rabbi Yosha. No, I'm sure they quote in another direction too. Like all great people. Fine. Now here's the big problem. Here's the big problem. If that's the case, a man has wife has no eggs. The eggs don't work. Get a non-Jewish donor egg, and it's impregnated with IVF. At first glance, is a major problem. What would you say a few minutes ago before we got to the modern technology? Mm-hmm. Old fashioned. Uh, exactly. A Jewish man has relations with a non Jewish woman and has a child. He said, it's not his child, no connection. Right? And therefore, 
He had to fulfill the mitzvah. Right? So therefore here too, it's a, it's a non-Jewish egg, no different than a non-Jewish woman, so he had to fulfill the mitzvah. We say, all right, what can I do? We can't help it. Wait a minute. If he had to fulfill the mitzvah, what right does he have to be Motsi Zera in order to, to have this child being born? We allow it, it says. Not the Batola, because you have to commit the Purubu. Here, there's no Purubu, right? So then how is it allowed in the first place? I'm telling you, I've had time to ask too many questions. <coughs> I knew what was happening, I ran into the bris. Oh, that's a big problem. Because if he asked me, that bris is a bris, a, 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 a gamer's bris, not a regular bris. And those of my shul know, when I have a Sunday, or even then, I close my eyes. I don't want to look, I don't want to... I see people faint, almost faint. Here, I took two chevers with me. It wasn't in my shul. It's a different shul. I don't know what the rabbi was doing. Morning. I told the tomorrow what was going on. And the two chevers with me said, we got to watch this one. Because this Bila uh, here is required a chachila. And he's a bezer. They held on to something. And I was able to uh, not faint. Anyway. So, but how, but how was it allowed in the first place? Here, I believe, is the answer. <laughs> I, I didn't open my Gemara's yet. But I know some of them. That's the Gemara that's the, that's the, I'm talking about. Everything I quoted is from the same draft so far. Some of Bezim is the Avamas. So Tosu says like this. He said before, a guy, so we've passed in Yoyos, but not in Evan. He has the following question. He's not Get a question? Someone's half half free and half slave. Can happen. We should not go into the details. You say, can't leave him in that state. Can't marry a shivcha because it's chatzir ben chor. Can't marry a shivcha because it's chatzir. So, what's he going to do? So you have to emancipate him totally to make him a total ben chor. But the expression of the Mishnah, least a shivcha in a yachol, implies it would be permissible for him to marry the shivcha. It would be okay. What do I want to be okay? He still wouldn't be able to fulfill Purubu. We just saw me here, it's no good. V'yesh Lama. We would not force the master to emancipate it. Why? How do you like that? And even though earlier it said that Pir of Rivia, it depends a little bit upon Sheves, my timer, Drab Nasan. One child is Purubu. They're not a boy and a girl, not two boys. One, one any child. If you fulfill Shabbos, it's good enough. It's good enough. Good enough. <coughs> now, this is important to understand. This is a, I mean, from Yavamas. But they're calling it from the Mishnah in the Git. That's where they hold. A concept of Chasi Yevet comes from Mishnah Mesech the Gidden Dafem Aleph and Beis. You can't marry either one, and Yevatel 
Velo nivra olam el apir v'rivya shnemar. Not prove Not this speaks partial. This speaks partial. No, pasuk in Yeshaya. Velo tov v'rol the shevis itzara. Ever tikkun olam kofen es rabav also so bechorin. Finished. Very nice. So Tosus here asked a similar question. A similar question. Same, basically the same, same answer. Is an honest, honest. Yeah, no, there's no alternative. There's no alternative. We're not going to force an emancipation in such a circumstance. Well, this fellow is also honest. He married a woman. He had no idea there would be any kind of reproductive problem. She, he didn't know. She didn't know. <coughs> honest. Can't help it. Can't help it. That's the case. If that's the case, he fulfilled Shabbos. And Shabbos really is the mitzvah rabba. We get mitzvah rabba. The Torah brought the Shabbos itzara. Says Tosis. Had lo nakad kroh de pruvu. Should we have a yachal the kind of Shabbos called him? Should pruvu lo have a kafina leg? For hocha kafina leg. Hinami nakad haikroh mishav the mukham the mitzvah rabba he. You find this elsewhere in the second Megillah by Mochasei Petora. Only what? Felisa Isha. Why? Why? Doesn't say Puravu. It's a mitzvah rabbah. Let me explain what I think it means. The mitzvah rabbah actually is found in Gittin. It's what's happening in my hands. I'm here in the Holy Land in Eretz Yisrael. Let me give you a, a very pro Eretz Yisrael Gemara. The Gemara tells us in Mesech to Gittin, <coughs> that you're allowed to tell a, a, a non-Jew to write a document to acquire land in Eretz Yisrael. Yishev Eretz Yisrael, lo gazi rabbonim. So Frank Tzvitz, you don't find this elsewhere. No, mishem mitzvah cheres, lo yidim atirin amilakim. Quotes the Doraisa, quotes Gemara, and Erevin, etc. So why is Eretz Yishev Eretz Yisrael different? Why is Yishev Eretz Yisrael different than any other mitzvah? Why? Why? The answer is, it's, also, it's a mitzvah rabbah. So the two mitzvahs in the world that are called mitzvah rabbah. One is Yishev Eretz Yisrael, one is Yerubu. What do they have in common? How do you define mitzvah rabbah? What's wrong with the lulav? Just came out of Sukkot. What's wrong with the shofar? It's not a mitzvah rabbah. Pretty uh, dramatic. My, my view of mitzvah rabbah is a mitzvah that lasts forever. When you finish the shofar, it's over. Put down the lulav, it's over. You have a child, <coughs> forever. You bought in there, it's throw, build the whole kahila, that's forever. The mitzvah rabba. So it's not so much the, the technical mitzvah puravu. It's the, the shevah sisara, that the, the world will be populated. That's called the mitzvah rabba. I'll prove it to you. It says in the... <coughs> It says in the in the again in the in the septi of us. I said everything came in before from Sana Bayz of an Aleph, two pages later. Nasa Isha Vishar Maya Shana Vilayoldo, Ainim Ashar Levata. Says it it's if Ramas she had one child. Happens all the time. Secondary infertility. Then a child, and that's it. Some of us whatever, there's all kinds of stories. It happens in real life. Everyone knows knows. So, yes, and it's in. 
I, I just can't handle it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not strong enough. I'm, I'm overwhelmed. She again wins. Okay? So you don't have to bother coming back. Fine. So, <coughs> so, so how many children is there in the world? My answer to question is also, to what I think is appropriate, is it depends on the, on the, you know, sometimes I hear boys going out with a girl, they say, how many kids are we going to have? You crazy. <laughs> crazy. Well, I, I think it is crazy. But on the other hand, depending on which part of the world you come from, there are certain unspoken understandings. <coughs> which, let put it this way. If you come from Satma, the unspoken understanding is that you aim for double digits. Right. Everyone knows. If you're coming from Lakewood, at least close to double digits, you know, at least. Come from YU, it's not an expectation. Hashem, we have large families, but it's just not. They're just, uh, you know, you have to have children. You can't only have two children. Just yesterday, I was at the basic uh, chorus, and I, I, my parents are buried in how far from here? That's so close. I went to visit my lamb's cap. You know, he was reburied it a short while ago. It's appropriate. He and his wife. I remember Rabbi Lamb saying, after the Holocaust, we're going to have ZPG. We have to replenish the world. I, 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 once, I once read somewhere where the lady was arguing from, from, from Haredi, they were arguing with a doctor. And she wanted another child. She said, it's dangerous. I don't want one. So how many children do you want to have already? She puts her head down and she says, six million. I started to cry. Now, and see what they come from. They're not wrong. <laughs> Look, the demographics wins. When I was a youngster growing up, this is not part of my prepared remark, not the prepared. <coughs> when I was growing up, we were the, we called the young Israel, YU uh, world was in the ascendancy. And the Hasidim were a tiny sliver, tiny sliver. She was not so much that much bigger than the Lakewood in a small place. We always were said, why we're the oldest and largest. We may still be the oldest, we're not the largest. Satma is much bigger than us, and Lega is much bigger than us. How? Why? <laughs> Why? Sixty years later, <laughs> they keep. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. <laughs> In any event, sorry. So that's what I think. It's not appropriate. The guy who married a you know the guy who a YU guy who met his wife in an MTA Central blind date or something like that, and then and they get married. And it suddenly becomes a satma chassid or a yeshiva. She wants his wife to have 12 kids. Why did you sign up for this? <laughs> well, if I cared, be a satma guy and the woman comes a little bit more modern. You, you married me, they would understand it, would be that more than she. I'm not telling her she got divorced or not. But there's certain understanding. In other contexts, Rav Shach passed this way about someone who wasn't from it all. There was a case, just to give an example. Secular, totally secular couple. So the the carbon in Lakewood area would be able to get this guy for him, but the girl didn't come along for the ride. She says, What should I say? Divorce? What should I do? So they went to our shop. Shah said, Come back tomorrow. So come back the next day. He says, Listen, tell me, the woman keeps the kosher home? Yes. Tell me, you taught the woman about the Hitler's tariffs and the Shvach and she's going to keep it? Yes. You're not allowed to divorce her. Not allowed. She's not, she's, not a, she's not observant. She goes out and shops in, in McDonald's. <laughs> you sign up with her, 
You want to say, give a couple. Did she do anything wrong? Did she betray you in any way? No. You want to, you want to change your path? I, I bless you. But you have, you have a wife. You just dump her. Again, I'm digressing too much. Let me get back to what I want to end this year with, with, the, uh, with, the, uh, with the words of the Meshachach. Amazing Meshachach, but in this week's parish, I believe it's the parish of Snoach, if I'm not mistaken. There are 10 Puru in this week's parish. I can't go into the text right now. Puru that's it's prayer Reve. I, I, I just can't get into it right now. But the, the fundamental point he wants to know why is it that men are obligated and women are not obligated in Puru Ruvu? Puru is a basic sukkah. But you know, when it came to Adam Arishan, they were both obligated. Both. Both. Puru Both. Now it says, Bayomel Kimel Noah. And Albana is told only to the males. Puru And later on it says, Bayakov, pray remain. It switched from being to all when Ganadin, Adam and Chava, to only males. Why? Why women put? He gives two reasons, one more amazing than the other. The first reason is childbirth is dangerous. And in olden days, it was extraordinarily dangerous. Read the ancient history books, the mortality rate of childbirth was astounding. Astounding. Today, it's probably next to nothing. That's modern medicine. Astounding. And all our C sections then were to the greatest extreme. What did Rachel Imenu say? Homily Bonin, the Ayam Mesonochi. Kodesh Prabhu did not obligate women to have children because it's dangerous for them. You know, Hashem doesn't, make, doesn't impose upon us things which are dangerous. But He implanted in the woman, so she should want to have children, a tremendous urge and desire to have children, more than a man. She said, Homily Bonin. What happened at the end? What the irony is? The Ayam Mesonochi. She had a second child. She died from childbirth. What an irony. So Hashem implanted into the woman the nature to want to have children, but He wouldn't obligate her because it's dangerous. Or the wasn't dangerous. Although Shnayim, Yehoda, Arba, there was no... That's reason number one. Reason number two with which I conclude. We mentioned there before Mishnah. Man, a couple's married for ten years. Al Yibata. Can't be Mavata. So what do you do? Well, there are many choices. One is you get divorced and start all over again. But there's another choice by both biblical and Talmudic law. What's that? Take a second wife. A thousand years ago, banned it. The ban against the But by Torah law, not just biblical, even Talmudic law, take a second wife. It wasn't common, but you could do it. So therefore, the couple is never charged. <coughs> There's no need for the man to doctor divorce his wife. He can take a second wife. But if a woman would be obligated, she cannot take a second husband. That, that's, they told me I once read in the Times in some remote corner in the Himalayas somewhere they have, they have uh, polyandry, not polygamy. You ought to be doctored. Who's the father of DNA? That's ridiculous. It doesn't exist. It's not right, says the Meshachach when this is parasha. To tell a, a woman you are required to be divorced from Ahuv Naksha, the man she loves, and to marry a man who's, who's, who, whom she hates. Who she hates. Kisnu Aleya. She wasn't snu, she was less loved than Rachel, as all the Mepharshim say. 
she loves this guy. That guy's a nice guy, but she loves this guy. You can't expect that. You can't require to do that. That's exactly why women are now exempt from for that particular situation. So my time is up. I want to tell everybody here how fortunate you are to live in Eretz Yisrael. As a matter of fact, many of you have shown him asked the question, how come it's not customary to get divorced after 10 years to get to the Mishnah of Fereshes? And one of the reasons given by the Rishonim is because we're living in Chutzlars. Chutzlars. And we know that the Roma Vinum, he davened after 10 years passed, 10 years starting from when? When did the clock, when did the clock start? When they moved to Eretz Yisrael. We'll read it very soon. You are here in Eretz Yisrael and you're fulfilling both Mitzvah Rabbis. Both. <coughs> the Mitzvah Rabbis of Turuvu bringing wonderful children to this world. And the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, Ashreichem betovlechem, she bezochet of tremendous nachas from your children and your grandchildren at Sof Kol Adaros Amen. Amen.